Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. It is the uh, Casio Day radio program, and uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Happy Wednesday. Sorry, I'm just uh, ingesting the latest uh, um, Duke uh, hate crime that's probably totally real, totally intended, and um, I don't believe you. I'm sorry. Uh, and it's it's not because there's not a possibility that somebody did this. It's that... Um, we've, we've, we've been down this road before. What was it last time? It was a Chinese lantern or something. I don't know if it was last time, but there was like a Chinese lantern and the cordage of which was still in a tree and Duke treated it as though it was, um, you know, a, 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 a reincarnation of, 1950s southern u.s with fire hoses and bull connor on uh, on campus somewhere and then when they found out uh what exactly happened they even refused to uh, talk about who might have placed it there right and then they had another incident where uh, you guys may have heard of this ross tell me if you've heard of this they had a, a sports team of some sort um, let's just, let's, uh, for, for anonymity, let's pick, I don't know, lacrosse, right? And, um, and they had this sports team and there was this story out there that the sports team, uh, basically had, um, in a, in a very racist manner, uh, a gang raped a stripper. And rather than investigating to determine if that was in fact real, um, they immediately had dozens and dozens of professors sign a letter condemning members of the sports team. Uh, the district attorney jumped on it. North Carolina politicians jumped on it. And to this day, there are still people. Uh, our, our local media, of course, jumped on it. Good on you, um, local newspaper and TV folk. Um, they all jumped on it. Nobody knew what was going on. Nobody would listen to what was going on. And, um, Believe it or not, it turned out to not be true. So that was a thing. So pardon me when I see this homophobic and anti-black racist graffiti found on Duke University's campus Monday. That according to a letter sent to students. Pardon me that if I'm going to withhold judgment till you show me proof. And proof is not, it's simply existing. 
These actions are cowardly and done to disparage our LGBTQIA. Wait a sec, did this change again? LB, no, there's no G there. LBTQIA. What happened? What happened to gay? Is that not a thing anymore? Were you, was anyone aware of this? LG, no, there's no G. Damn it. I can't keep up with this. Had you, Ross, have you ever heard it put it this way? LBT, no G, LBTQIA. No, it's a first. <sighs> they should send like a national text alert or something. Hold, now I got to figure out what the hell all that is. LBT, okay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender. I'm assuming the Q is queer. What's the I and what's the A? This is very, I don't, I, I don't have time for this in the morning. Damn it. Now I got to have my button bar. I got to look this crap up, please. Well, now, all right, so this, wait a second, wait a second. So if you try to Google that, it keeps coming up with LGBTQIA. There is no LBTQIA. Wait a sec, did WRAL commit a hate crime? By marginalizing the G's, I guess gay. Q is either queer questioning. Intersex is the I. And asexual is the A. Okay. But in this WRAL article, they have negated the G. They have denied the existence of people who identify as gay. Hmm. That sounds that sounds hate crimey to me. You probably all should boycott them or whatever you guys feel like doing in this particular instance. Anywho, back to the story. Homophobic and uh, and racist graffiti appearing on the university's campus Monday on the East Campus Bridge. The actions described as cowardly and done to disparage. Well, wait, hold on. So the letter to students may have been what where LBTQIA was. So it's either Duke who negated the G or WRAL in their reporting. So, um, you know, do with that what you will. A Duke leader said, while they did not know if the people who painted the slurs were Duke students or staff, the, gra- the graffiti was, quote, a threat to the very core values of the university. You mean the jumping to conclusions and uh, eating your own like you did to the students when, and then you had to pay them? The graffiti was removed later in the day by Duke facilities employees. Duke's Office of Student Conduct and Community Standards and Duke Police are investigating. Ah. <sighs> 
If those who committed these acts are identified as members of the Duke community, our conduct process will be put into motion, including our hate and bias accelerator, which may, which may increase the sanctions, said the letter. Okay, I have a question. If you figure out somebody did it, but you figure out that they did it not because they actually had animosity towards the gay or uh, minority communities on campus, but rather perhaps are a member of it and we're hoping to, I don't know, what they think they're doing, maybe raise awareness or something. Will you just tell us that this time? Or are you going to play this game where you're like, no, we're dealing with this in private? Because I promise you, if they if if uh, you know if they arrested some Jim Bob whatever dude, you know who was like ah I hate all those, and then you know insert uh, slurs among the gay and and uh, minority communities, um, you guys would have that dude's picture everywhere, and his name. Here he is, because that's what this that's what this causes people to envision. This isn't the first time hateful messages have been found on Duke's campus. The story goes on. In 2018, a swastika was painted over a mural to honor victims of a Pittsburgh synagogue shooting on the East Campus Bridge. In a letter sent to students on Monday, leaders said they were resources for students who have been subjected to repeated reminders that such attacks are still so prevalent in our society. How many... How many times do we find out these attacks are not attacks and are instead fake? It's, it's bad. It, it's really bad because I want, I want to be able to trust the information that's coming out there. I, want, I, I recognize that there are absolutely people who th that is their mindset. I just don't know that they're taking time out of their day to roll over to the East Campus Bridge at Duke University so they can write some stuff. And then they have this list of all the resources. There's so much counseling, psychological service, rubber room, puppy petting, a safe space crap on Duke's campus. I just, I guess it explains the price. I don't know, 888-934-7874. So I'm going to go with, I don't believe you yet. How's that? That's just me. All right, coming up on the show, should you have an obligation to, uh, under criminal penalty to intervene in a crime? Not should you. Not should you intervene, but should you have a criminal obligation to do so? The city of Philadelphia is feeling its oats. We'll get to that story and uh, much more coming up here on the KCO Day radio program. Celebrating 10 years of keeping you connected, this is 94.5 WPTI in the Triad and 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle. All right, well, I don't know how they, how they necessarily arrived at this assessment, but I find it very interesting. I guess this is this eliminates eliminates politics. Although ironically, there's no way to eliminate politics; it'll creep into areas it shouldn't. But uh, I just asked Ross this, and then we came back from break. Who do you think are the most toxic fans on the internet? Not counting uh, political, you know, politicians or political parties. Who would you say are the most toxic fans on the internet, uh, specifically on social media, as they can? Uh, 
attempt to uh, determine. Uh, K-pop. You know what? That's exactly what I thought, too. And they say, no, it's Disney. Specifically, Disneyland fans or Disney World fans. I can't believe it, man. Some some Disney fans are just nuts. And, you know, we're fans of Disney, but we're like, some people just go to, to the extreme. Oh, you mean like you mean like Rob? Like Rob? Isn't I, he a huge Disney guy? He's a, the biggest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never noticed him to be toxic, though, so. No, he's a good dude. Let's see here. There's a stream of troubling comments over the past few days in the Vintage Disneyland Facebook group. This story from the uh, San Francisco uh, newspaper. People are getting offended and others are starting to speak out. It started innocently enough with people sharing memories of the park with the phrase, My Disneyland had. My Disneyland had Welch's grape juice stand. My Disneyland lets you fly through the Matterhorn on the Skyway. But the internet being the internet, things took a dark turn fast. My Disneyland didn't let wokeness ruin rides. Oh, here we go. So they said we have to eliminate politics, and then the first thing they do is jam politics into it. I should have expected this from the San Francisco newspaper. Then it quickly became a pile-on of grievances from removing the scene on Pirates of the Caribbean where women were sold into sexual slavery. Sorry, I did get a chance to read this article. I literally saw it moments before we came back from break. Oh, I'm so sorry I went down this road. To the changing of culturally insensitive scenes on Jungle Cruise that stereotyped indigenous tribes. Don't even get them started on what's on deck for Splash Mountain. The whole My Disneyland thing was just mind-boggling, said Bill Cotter. As one of the admins of the 114,000-member group, it's his shared responsibility to filter out the worst of the worst. I actually posted a picture of my car on Main Street and that my Disneyland had better parking, he said. Cotter is now retired from theme parks but spent years working at Disneyland, Universal, and Warner Brothers. When he was a cast member... On the days Disneyland was closed, you were allowed to drive your car in the park if you had a certain level of seniority. All right, I'm, I'm about done with this article. Some of the comments are truly terrible. My Disneyland didn't have pedophile presidents in the White House. Oh, all right, so they just did an article on how people troll people on the Internet. You could literally you could literally take any topic. Go find go find a popular hashtag on Twitter right now that that is sports related or has nothing to do with politics and read into the comments. You won't get 20 com- you, you it will be I shouldn't say that because one of the things that Twitter does very successfully is they hide any uh anything that they consider not uh woke uh way 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 down at the bottom in the uh more replies section. Uh, I'm sorry somebody's trolling your your Facebook group. All right, we're done with that. We are done with that. Um somebody called the no, explain to me again. Somebody called the show and pointed out that that bridge is called it has another name on Duke's campus. The Freedom of there's a Freedom of Expression tunnel or whatever yeah, somebody, there. Somebody somebody called they they couldn't go in there cuz they work at Duke. Uh, but they thought uh, it was ironic. Yes, the Freedom of Expression tunnel. 
Yeah, NC State's got one of those, and I shouldn't remember something. I can't remember what it was. Somebody posted some. I don't know that it, what they posted was even, quote-unquote, homophobic or uh, racist. I know there has been some of that stuff or purported to be some of that stuff, but I want to say that there was, I think they were advertising in the Freedom of Expression Tunnel like a, a political speaker or something on campus, and a bunch of students freaked out, man. So, Yeah. Yeah, that whole concept of a freedom of expression tunnel or bridge or any of that on the on a college campus today, good luck with that, man. Absolutely good luck. All right, um, well, let's, I'll tell you what, we'll get into this after the bottom of the hour. I mentioned this story. It's a pretty horrific story of a woman who authorities say was raped on a, uh, a train in Philadelphia right in front of all the other riders. And in fact, the uh, harassment that led up to it and the actual act, uh, as, as purported to have uh, taken place by police, uh, went on for more than 40 minutes. And uh, other than possibly recording it with their phones, nobody did anything. Well, now all of a sudden they're talking about what they're going to do to the passengers, and I'm sorry. Um, nope. Sorry. I do not agree that that should be a thing. I'll explain what that thing is coming up next. Hang on. All right, good morning. It is uh, 6.35 here on the KCO Day radio program. Uh, phone number 888-934-7874. Uh, let's see here. Do-do-do-do-do. All right. <laughs> People are setting me theories as to what happened to the G in the Duke story. Okay. All right. Let me let me get into this Philadelphia story. Well, you know the story, right? So a man charged with raping a woman on a commuter train just outside of Philadelphia harassed her for more than 40 minutes while multiple people held up their phones to seemingly record the assault without intervening, said authorities. More than two dozen train stops passed as the man harassed, groped, and eventually raped the woman. Uh, the man they arrested, by the way, says that it was consensual, so I'll throw it out there because that's his defense. I don't know. I wasn't there, but it sounds like there might be video. Um, police do not believe a single witness on the train dialed 911 or even attempted to. They're investigating whether some bystanders even filmed the assault. Both the man and the woman got on the train at the same stop, Officers pulled the man off of a woman on the last stop. They responded within about three minutes of a 911 call from a Transportation Authority employee. What we want is everyone to be angry and disgusted and be resolute about making the system safer, said Chief of Police Thomas Nestle. Uh, where's the line I'm looking for? All right, Nestle would not give an approximate number of witnesses, and it was unclear from the affidavit how many passengers were present over the 40-minute span. Authorities have not released surveillance video. I can tell you that in the video, the surveillance video, you see people holding their phones up in the direction of the woman being attacked. Where is it? Uh, they buried it down here. Okay, all right. Uh, sorry, I just had this thing in here. Okay. 
there are no calls made to 911 in Philadelphia. Uh, Nestle said police are still waiting for Delaware County 911 to determine if they received any calls. The New York Times reported that um, police uh, superintendent Timothy Bearhart quote, said that people who recorded the attack but failed to intervene could be charged. And they're, they're uh, leaving that up to the Delaware County District Attorney. All right, here's where I have a problem. Do I think that people should have intervened? And by the way, I don't mean necessarily physically intervened. I mean, I, I, I would like to think that people would physically intervene if they saw that going on. But even calling 911, yes, people should. I want to be 100% about this. And uh, it's very disturbing that they didn't. That being said... Uh, the fact that you would even threaten to charge these people, you deep blue, open borders, defund the police, piece of crap politicians, sorry. No. The permissive environment in which stuff like this happens and exists, where people don't step forward to do anything. Did you think that maybe, perhaps, uh, perhaps there's also the concept where people are so completely completely inundated with all things having to do with race that maybe people of uh, a, a person of one color doesn't want to attack another person of, of, of a different color. All of these decisions that are made to uh, lax enforcement, uh, uh, no cash bond, uh, you know, you don't do anything to take criminals off the street, your murder rate is, is, is going through the roof as it is in many U.S. cities right now. The largest increase in the in the time that they've been keeping statistics, taking one hundred sixty thousand people that you barely vetted and just dumping them into the country, politicians, elected officials, those in positions of power, none of you, none of you, are in any position to sit there and tell people that they have a legal obligation. At the same time, you would turn to those very same people, many on the train, and tell them that they shouldn't be able to eat and afford to feed their children because they're not towing the line on what you want and they don't want to produce a QR code everywhere they go. Sorry, that really bothered me. 888-934-7874. So just to be clear, once again, should somebody have intervened? Absolutely. Would I be able to sit there? I'd like to think no. I mean, situation to situation. Do I see if the guy's got a gun? How about the part where it's near impossible for somebody who is a law-abiding citizen and a responsible individual to carry in that situation? That would have um, that might have stopped the dude if he was doing what he's alleged to have been doing. Eight 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 nine three four seven eight seven four. So should they have intervened? Yes. Would I be able to sit there and watch that? No. Would most people? I would like to think not. But for all the reasons I just listed, no politician or or uh, a person or bureaucrat, especially in a deep blue city like that, is in any position to tell people they need to they need to look out for other people's safety. When every decision and every political decision that they make is one that, in many cases, is not about the safety of individuals, but about the procurement of their job in future years. So I have absolutely zero patience for any of that. And frankly, I don't know that that would even hold up in court, to be quite honest with you. The only charge maybe you'd be able to get is if they were filming somebody. 
I don't know. You're filming in a public place. It's I, I, even if there was something there that was uh, quote intimate. I don't. I don't know that you could hit somebody with that charge even. Or do you think I'm wrong? 888-934-7874. Do you think that people under penalty of law have an obligation to intervene? Remember, the key words being under penalty of law. Do people under penalty of law, not moral obligation, but legal obligation, and how rich is that coming from a group of... Uh, uh, a, an area represented by a group of people who, for all the reasons I just listed, are doing what they can to make you unsafe each and every day because it gives them political power. It's repugnant. The story itself is repugnant, and they found a way to make it worse, which I didn't think was possible. I rank it I rank it right up there with that horrific Afghan story that we had earlier and that horrible guy down in Florida who decided he was going to watch kitty porn while he raped puppies. Because I'm just so sick of all of it. We'll get into your phone calls and lots more to get to here on your Wednesday edition of the KCO Day radio program, which rolls on in just a few minutes. KC here to talk to you about the health dare. Ellen says she tried several other pro. The show after the show is on the iHeartRadio app. Search KCO Day for the podcast on the iHeartRadio app. All right, good morning. It is the uh, KCO Day radio program. Uh, Sorry, I went on a uh, little rant there. Uh, now the uh, district attorney is talking about, well, we're going to see if maybe those people on the train in Philadelphia uh, who didn't call 911 and may even have filmed a 40-minute sexual assault, uh, we're going to see if maybe they should face criminal charges. Uh, no. How about no? How about not a chance? You know the guy that they arrested, too, and this is kind of the point of the entire rant, it really was in a position to do all of that because of decisions made by the very same politicians, or at least of their political party, who want to now charge these individuals. Yeah, I know, right? From Fox News, the man who allegedly raped a woman in front of passengers on a Philadelphia train already has a criminal record and it overstayed his student visa, but was protected from deportation by the current immigration system. Fiston Nagoy, arrested last week for allegedly raping the woman in the brutal attack on the SEPTA train, came to the U.S. legally in 2012 on a student visa. However, the 35-year-old's visa was terminated in 2015 because he wasn't a student anymore. That's how a student visa works. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. 
At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Meanwhile, court records showed up he racked up multiple arrests and two misdemeanor convictions one for sexual abuse, one for controlled substances. Nagoy pled guilty in 2017 in Washington, D.C. to the sex abuse misdemeanor, did 120 days, nine months probation, was put in immigration detention back in 2018, but never deported because he received a withholding of removal from an immigration judge in 2019. After, the, uh, after a judge, an immigration judge, said, quote, the sex offense was not a serious crime that would have made him ineligible for such a stay. You see how stupid all of this is getting? So, no, if you're going, if you're going to even attempt to do anything of a criminal liability standpoint to any passenger on that train, every judge and every politician who put this into, into motion should be facing charges because that's your logic. That's your logic. And arguably, they are the only ones who should face charges in this case, not the people on the train because the people on the train were not put into these positions of power. They did not ask for this. They did not agree to be appointed as a judge or elected as an official to make laws or to be you know, uh, hired into a public service role. And there's one other little caveat I might throw out there as well that might make somebody nervous to intervene, and that is multiple stories that I can tell you about where somebody called the police on a person of color and they were accused of being racist. And I don't just mean the, uh, you know, the guy standing on the corner looks like he's up to no good. In cases where there was definitive crimes, and George Floyd is one of them. And that wasn't a white person even. That was somebody who was... Um, uh, you know, of uh, Middle Eastern descent, who ran that that grocery store, that little mini mart, where George Floyd walked in and was attempting to use uh, counterfeit money. And if you remember, obviously that the store owner could not imagine where all that was going to go, but he did call the police. And as a result, when it was found out that that's who called the police, they they ended up he ended up having to close that store because it would just be constantly vandalized people were trying to rob it people were trying to in one in one instance burn it to the ground so as soon as you start running that narrative i don't know what you're saying you're saying casey the two things are not comparable oh crime is a crime man and then you if they're not comparable that's fine i agree that um from a uh, from a victim standpoint it's 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 very different. That being said, you tell me where that line exists, where it's then okay to call the police, and where it's not. Tell me what that dividing line is, because I'd really like to know so that I can you know write it down for future reference. All right, to the phones. Here we go. Uh, Tom, you're up first. Go right ahead. Hey man, um, hey. you notice how a lot of this always happens in you know bigger cities that are predominantly not directly uh, stated to be uh, basically liberal cities Um, because any southern state if any of this happened you you know that people would 
you know, step in and intervene. And normally where, you know, the area that I'm from, it would end up being a physical altercation by the end of right. it. Right. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, I hear you. Um, although I would say that, you know, obviously for something like this to be able to, uh, any city is a liberal city. I can't think of any big city that's not essentially run liberal run. I mean, maybe, maybe one yeah. or two out there, but yeah, ultimately I, I don't understand how people sit around for 40 minutes watching this. I, you know, it honestly, it, I don't know how it got past the just harassment stage because that's when most people would feel probably well, like, most comfortable. Even- not even that. It's everyone's so focused on a social media base that they're, oh, let's record it and we're going to put it on, you know, Facebook or TikTok or. Oh, no. Oh, all right. All right. Now, I, dude, I got to let you go. Ross, did you catch that? All right. Oh, sir. You were making a fine point, but we don't, we can't on the radio. So, see, I just intervened and then Ross intervened with the dump button. So, uh, we're heroes. Uh, Matt, what's up? Hey, Casey, what's going on? Uh, to the uh, earlier call, uh, caller's point, uh, yeah, definitely um, most people would intervene, I, I would hope. Um, my second point is, is uh, CCW allowed in subways? Are you able to carry? I feel like that would be the only safest way to intervene, and they teach that in those classes. Yeah, well, there's, there's a couple problems. One, um, you know, that would be... From 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 everything that I know, that would be just a nightmare scenario about uh, having to potentially discharge a weapon on a train like that. Just because if you got a bunch of people, you've got multiple cars, you can't see necessarily where people are, um, and you also are essentially in a thing that is a uh, uh, you know could deflect and redirect a bullet. Um, so I don't know that you'd want to do that. That being said. Uh, the possibility isn't even there for a couple reasons, and that is mostly because they're literally banging back and forth between states there, and they have wildly inconsistent requirements for it, and specifically public transit, I believe, is excluded. So, um, you know, they're between Delaware and Pennsylvania okay. on that train line. So this is this is where you get into all these state-run complexities, where if there was at least some similarities, as, as there are with most states, which is why you have... Uh, reciprocity between states when it comes to concealed carry. Unfortunately, Delaware and Pennsylvania are not, um, is my understanding. Uh, even even with a even with a physical altercation, if you injure that guy bad enough, he could turn around and sue you on the civil side. Sure, yeah. As one of my emailers pointed out, uh, while the police may have qualified immunity, you don't. So, right? But yeah. You know, uh, sometimes people, but you know what I'm saying, sir? Sometimes people fall off trains, you know? It's it's very tragic, so. <laughs> yeah, very, very tragic. All right, Matt, uh, appreciate the call there. Yeah, you really, you hate to see it when it happens. Kevin, what's up? Hey, morning, Casey. Right, why, is, why did I know a Seinfeld reference was coming? All right, go ahead. Yeah, this is exactly like the end, the ending of the Seinfeld season. It's just madness out there where they're doing this. Where's our Charles Bronson anymore? Yeah, that's a great scene, man. That's a great movie. i got to watch that again. Did you see the horrible remake they did of that with... Um, who did they do it with? Was it Gibson or Willis? I can't remember, but it was awful. Yeah, I think it was Mel Gibson, and it was not that great. Yeah, no, I'm with you. So, I, you know, I, th- going back to this, this, I was never really a Seinfeld guy, but I remember thinking after I determined what the final episode was, 
how do you take a show like that and you make that the last episode? I mean, is that Jerry Seinfeld thinking he's funny? Right. Well, it's everybody like, thought that they were going to come back for another, you know, season, I guess, or like when they ever came back, they would, you know, be like a comeback. I, I was thinking, I, I don't know. Yeah. All right. All right. Appreciate it. I don't know. I've talked to some people who thought it was a good final episode, and then I, and I didn't watch Seinfeld enough to weigh in on that. Ross, were you, were you content with the final episode of Seinfeld? I was not, but Jerry Seinfeld apparently was. He said, you know, he, he wanted to showcase that these were actually good people. Like, there's a lot of things that happened where they should have done something they did not, and they were very self-centered and selfish. But that was, that was essentially, that was the, that was the whole point of it. I know. Right? Okay, sorry. I, I don't know. Uh, glad I didn't go down that rabbit hole. All right, we can get some more calls on this for sure. This whole story is crazy. And, of course, RAL's decided, here's here's part of the problem. So what does RAL do? They're doing follow-up. They're raising questions about Wake Forest pol- police policy on use of force. Of course you are. Ah, uh, so tiring. But uh, we'll get into it. Coming up, KCO Day radio program. Uh, We were chatting about a couple things. One, uh, apparently there was some sort of uh, graffiti over at Duke, and they say it's very mean, very hateful, and if the students, they've got counselors ready, and I'm sure puppies to cuddle, and soft rooms, and all sorts of stuff. And I'm just, when it comes to Duke, and frankly most college campuses, um, I don't believe you until you, you... do your investigation, figure out who it was, and show me. You guys have chicken little too many times, so I really don't care. Also, officials up in um, the Philadelphia area are talking about uh, potentially charging people who were on the train where a woman uh, was allegedly raped uh, by a man who uh, should have been deported and had a previous sexual assault, nonetheless. And I just find that so rich in today's society. The people on that train have less of an obligation to create an environment where that doesn't happen than the people who put together the entire series of events. All of these elected officials who are like, you know, we can't have the police doing this. All this media who runs around like RAL's doing. Uh, If you watched any of that video of that woman being removed from her vehicle after refusing multiple times to comply, after the vehicle was used to transport somebody who was under investigation, literally in front of the cops, literally in front of the police, almost hitting an officer. And you wonder why they want to get her out of the driver's seat showing after she showed her willingness to flee police with a felony assault suspect in tow. And the fact that I got to see a follow-up, I knew there'd be a follow-up article. I literally woke up this morning like it was Christmas morning, and I'm like, what's under the tree? And I went right to WRAL's website, sure enough. Viral video raises questions about Wake Forest Police's use of force policy. 
This is the kind of stuff that makes police not want to do their job. You watch that video. I I can't even I can't even find something to nitpick. And at the very least, there's usually something if something arises there where I can at least understand where people are asking a question. And many times they're asking questions because they don't understand policy. And that's okay. Right? You you should absolutely take time to understand policy. Because if you don't like the policy of your particular department, you can vote out the people who uh, have oversight over it, or in some cases, the department's head is elected, and you can change that policy. But this is pretty standard stuff. So when you start doing that, what do you do? You cause police, it, the, it, the term is Ferguson effect, you cause police to be less likely to uh, approach certain situations uh, in the same way that they would, even if they're well within the bounds of the current policy. Or what happens is a policy, and, uh, you know, we got a story in the stack today. Where is uh, where is this? Sorry. I'm trying to tie four stories together. This is, this is a feat, folks. Um, uh, this early in the morning. Yeah. Come on, come on, come on. All right. So um, in Portland, this is. Let me show you what it looks like in, uh, in in practical use, shall we? In Portland, a crowd of 100 people wreaked havoc in downtown Portland, smashing storefront windows, lighting dumpsters on fire, and causing at least $500,000 in damage. But police officers didn't stop them. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then the They'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. This is from ABC News. Now, why wouldn't why didn't they stop them? Well, the Portland police officials said that that's because the legislators in Oregon just passed a law which restricts the tools they can use to confront people vandalizing buildings or causing mayhem. So basically, they can't use any of their less than lethal that they traditionally would if no physical per, if not a, if a person is not being physically harmed. So if it's if it's vandalism, if it's arson then they are not allowed to intervene using traditional law enforcement methods that would include um, less than lethal rounds, pepper spray, things along those lines. Yeah, gas, projectiles, you name it. They, if they do use those for crowd control, they lose their qualified immunity and the police are personally liable for any lawsuits that emerge. Do you think an officer's getting in the middle of that? No, and I sure as hell wouldn't. Sorry, let me tell you what you drop a, a canister of uh, of uh, a chemical a chemical agent into the middle of a crowd. Everybody leaves 
for the most part. You, there's probably a few jokers that have their own gas masks, but uh, for, for the uh, majority of them, it's Vominos, man. They're out of there. They're gone. They at least stop what they're doing with the smashing of the windows. They may go smash windows elsewhere, but at least you can kind of break up the crowd. So, yeah, this is, this is what you get, and this is what all leads, all of this, all of this is impactful in that story out of Philadelphia where nobody wants to get involved. Nobody wants to talk to the police. Nobody wants to call 911 on somebody. Nobody feels that they have an obligation, and for all of the decisions that it requires to get to this point, that is where the real criminal liability lies in my humble opinion. All right, Bob, what's up? Hey, sir. Uh, you're 100% right about the Ferguson effect. I'm a local police officer. Um, I also wanted to comment, too, with all these uh, places pushing for vaccine mandates and everything else for officers. You're probably not going to have one respond anyways because you're going to lose a large chunk of your local police forces. And yeah, I saw, when the, let me, uh, hang on just a sec, sir. Yeah, I, we did a story the other day. I don't know if you're if you're in the Raleigh area or Greensboro where, but in Raleigh there was a group of 100 police officers, and I believe first responders, so EMTs, um, that were threatening to sue the city. And I'm sure that that will repeat itself across the state. So you're absolutely right. Anyway, go ahead, sir. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm familiar with this. Um, and, and what you're seeing, too, is like I, I know uh, – Seattle and them try to do a press release saying, oh, we got 99% compliance or whatever. That's after losing hundreds of officers. Right. And they're not losing officers that are in the office sitting around. They're losing officers that have worked this whole pandemic, that have busted their butt, that have that actually keep the city safe. They're not losing a bunch of paper. They're not losing paper pushers. So let me ask I'm you. Kind of, yeah, can I ask you a question? Just because you're absolutely right, and in, in, in the city of Seattle, they actually ended up having to force anyone who is sworn, who is a sworn officer, regardless of what they do, uh, onto the streets. I mean, that is literally what they're doing. They, uh, uh, we covered that story here last week. But as a as a law enforcement officer, the idea that a department or a group of lawmakers would tell you that for a a riotous crowd, one that is committing arson, vandalism. Uh, likely has, at the very least, blunt force weapons, that you as a police officer cannot use any of your less than lethal, what are the chances that you're going to even attempt to intervene in that circumstance? Well, it, it's, it's zero. And the other question, too, is let's say the officer runs in the crowd and he stops the building from being destroyed, but he punches the guy in the face to knock him out after the guy tries to hit him with a brick, but right. probably still charge the officer. Well, well, and the officer can be sued because you're uh, you don't yeah. have any protection at that point under the under the legislation yeah. there. So, because in, in most places in the use of force continuum, uh, using your hands to strike somebody is above using pepper spray. Yeah, and you know what? That makes sense. That makes sense uh, considering that the effects of pepper spray are not uh, don't have the potential necessarily to uh, brain somebody to death. So, all right, Bob, yeah. I appreciate the call. Thank you very much, sir. Have yourself a, a good one. Um, all right, let's do this. We'll get more calls on this. I got lots to get to today. It's a very, very busy, 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 busy show. I'm a little creeped out, though, Ross. I was, I went on the Twitter. I went to the uh, State Fair's uh, website, or uh, excuse me, Twitter account, because I want to see that picture of Lincoln that they retweeted, because he's fair famous now. And um, I didn't realize that they have a creepy mascot running around named Buddy McNutty. Have you seen this? Did you guys interact with Buddy McNutty? 
we'll have to we'll have to get into this coming up uh, here in just a few minutes. Did you guys take pictures with Buddy McNutty? Because dude's creeping me out. Uh, I was unaware of him. The whole name, the name's creepy too. I don't know if it's a fair thing or if it's like a peanut mascot or what that's supposed to be, but I don't know. Anyway, all right. Well, <laughs> sorry, it's gonna make a very crude joke, but I'll hold off and make it when we return. So hang on. Celebrating 10 years and still going strong. Thank you. KC is on 94.5 WPTI in the Triad and 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle. All right, good morning. It is the KCO Day radio program. I'm kicking myself for not... Okay, so it's a non-profit. I, I, all right, all right. And so they sent the press release out. I can't figure out what TV station... Anyway... I saw this yesterday. One of the TV stations did it, and they're like, oh, for those of you who want to go to the North Carolina State Fair and you uh, you want to eat vegan and not have fried foods, here's a list of vendors. Why are you going to the fair then? What the heck's wrong with you, man? You don't go to the fair to eat carrot sticks. I mean, if they're next to buffalo wings, maybe, but give me a break. Now, I, I'm not saying they shouldn't be there and people can't eat what they want, but that was the least inspired article ever. I want to know where the I want to know where the gooey stuff is. Mark, you went Show to me the good uh, stuff. Mark, you went to Trader Joe's for like the first time like a few weeks ago. Okay, and All she right, brought home some Trader little... Joe's has good yeah. frozen foods, but most of the other stuff's uh, downright scary. I agree. So yeah. the, she did bring home these like chocolate peanut butter cups, which were amazing. So I think oh, I'm good. on like a chocolate peanut butter kick lately. I don't know. I noticed. Yes, yeah. Yes. But mm-hmm. one of the things she brought home was this like tub of like delicious looking cookies, like little miniature chocolate chip cookies. And I'm like, oh, oh and destroy that thing in like a day. <laughs> so it's not going to be around when you come home from work. So. I'm like, yeah. So I, I, before she even left, I'm like, I'm like opening this thing up. I'm taking a handful. Take a handful of them. Like, like all it's like coming down to my chin, just out of my mouth. I'm like, this is gross. I'm like, what, what is wrong with these cookies? I'm like, these cookies are expired. You bought bad old cookies. And you read the side of them. They're like vegan chocolate chip cookies, but they're gross. What? Like, yeah. So Lincoln tries the same thing. Lincoln gets up and he's stretching. He's like, Dah, good morning, world. And yeah. he sees the cookies. He's like, Dah, what's some of those? Takes a, takes a bunch of them. Pushes him in his mouth, same thing, down the chin. He's like, don't like, don't like. It's so bad. How many wife demerit points did she oh, get? Not, she, I just told her, not in my house. Not in my did house. Did she I, like, know I took she him. was buying vegan cookies she, or she, she just grabbed something? She did. She tried to be healthy. So she tried to, she, tried she to tried to be deceitful yeah, yes. is what I hear. Yeah, so I just took him. I went out on the porch and I, boom, punted him across the oh wow, across the neighbor's yard. I'm like, you, did you try to feed one to the cat, see what happened? They died. Oh no, 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 wow. no, no, we did not, no. Oh. I'm but they would have died, yes. Yes, that's uh, that's very re- responsible. <laughs> she tried to trick you with vegan cookies. Did you want me to forge you this list of the vegan booths over no, no, at the I'm good. Uh, state I'm fair? Good. I'm good. You busy? Okay. Yeah, I'm so right. busy. Yeah, I've kind of figured as much. Um all right, so somebody's very mad at me for making fun of Buddy McNutty, who is the official uh mascot of the North Carolina Peanut Growers Association. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's the name, and it's the guy running around in the big peanut costume. Nothing personal. And Buddy McNutty? Sounds like a low-rent porn actor. I don't even know, man. But I like peanuts, so there's that. I, in fact, I officially endorse uh, uh, peanuts. Big fan. Uh, oh, wait. Hold on. Boston Paul is up. 
Uh, we're going to read a Boston Paul email here, so let me get Boston Paul's official theme music so we can do the email. Old-timey music for an old-timey take, and he goes on to say, quote, Trader Joe's, I've noticed has hot chicks walking around in black spandex on Monday morning around 10. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's most of the time. Actually. I mean, it's a good observation, you know. He took down Whitey Bulger, so. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah, but they also have vegan cookies, so. I, I, and and uh, this, is, this is how we arose. This, how, this is how we found out that Kyle Wilson eats soy chorizo. Because I was talking about going to Trader See, Joe's, and he said that they have soy chorizo I there. I don't I even know what them. that is, but it sounds gross. Like I, don't I, know. I just, I just emailed your wife, told her to pick some up it's, for you on her way home. It sounds yeah. alien to me. Like, is that human food? It's not. It's decidedly <laughs> not human food. So, uh, here I'll tell you one other booth I was disappointed in over at the ferry. Ready? So the North Carolina National Guard has their ordnance company there, four hundred and thirtieth ordnance company. These are the these are the people that. You know, um, if there somebody finds an explosive of some sort, they're the ones who got to come in and, and handle it, right? And so they had all their equipment there, and they were showing people all they did. And I was very disappointed that the, what they didn't have was like a bomb where actual people could try to defuse it. I'm not saying a, like a big one. I don't want you know a mass casualties, but there should be some penalty for not defusing it, like your your, your friggin' MacGruber. So. You know, I'm just saying you could spice it up a little. Maybe, you know, maybe you get a jolt of, maybe you get a shock or something. I don't know. Make it interesting, but make it so people have to have skin in the game. Or perhaps if they don't defuse it, they are forced to eat a dozen Trader Joe's vegan cookies, which Ross will be happy to provide for you. He's got extra. He I will. Want. I will punt them right to your house. Yeah. Well, or the, <laughs> you take them over to the fairgrounds for the uh, ordinance company there, so. It's like a so, fair uh, game. Like, how far can you punt the the vegan cookies? And if you punt oh. them far enough, you get like a an awesome stuffed animal. Like it's Sonic. Maybe, or maybe a real cookie. <laughs> yeah, a <laughs> giant real cookie. Congrats, an actual cookie. No, no. The saddest. I'm sorry. It, it it never changes. The saddest booth at the fair, hands down, is the I suck at games booth. Are you aware of this booth? It's right at the end of where it's, all. The yeah, games it's are. where everyone can win. Like, yeah, exactly. No, 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 no. Even sadder than this. You ready? Oh, it's where you can buy them. It's right. It's right. It's the, it, but they're but they're like forty dollars for a, you know a dollar thing. So the margin is four thousand percent. But if you suck so bad that playing any of the games you can't win, you're screaming brat or you're uh, you know that that girl you're trying to you know um, a uh, a stuffed animal. You can go down to the loser booth and pay a four thousand percent markup for the very same stuffed animal. Because you're a loser. That's the saddest booth, hands down, at the North Carolina State Fair. Hey! A new decade on the calendar and celebrating 10 years on the air. This is 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle and News Talk 94.5 WPTI in the Triad. All right, we're going to dive into phone calls here in uh, just a moment. Hot on the heels of DC Comics, uh, or the DC Universe, uh, putting out the trailer for the movie The Batman. Um, Marvel with an announcement yesterday. You ready for this? Harry Styles will join the Marvel Cinematic Universe as Thanos' sexy brother. 
<clears throat> you know who Harry Styles is? Um, what was the group? They were all in a group, and it was very popular. He's a singer. He's a British singer. He was in a boy band, and um, and I think the last thing he did where he was in the news is because he was wearing a skirt or something for a photo shoot or a dress or something. So anyway, he's going to be Thanos' brother. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Whatever. All right, let's get to the phones. Uh, Roger, what's going on? Hi, Casey. Uh, I wanted to comment on the uh, uh, Portland, Portland West. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was a police officer a long time ago. Um, I'm not a kid anymore, but we used to be able to use our canines as less than lethal. And uh, you know, we didn't, I, I didn't have a taser, things like that. But uh, in all the years that I handled the dog, I never, ever. I uh, had anybody give me any guff when I had the dog. Now, at six foot four and 220 pounds, people all day long with no dog around, they'd try stuff. But the dog was such an intimidation factor. And these oh, crowds yeah. in Portland, I, I can't imagine, you know, if, if they could use a dog the way I used to, the guys nicknamed mine the typewriter. That wasn't his name, but that's what they called him because he wouldn't bite and hang on. He'd bite, let go, and work his way up your arm, and you'd be bleeding from 32 holes instead of four. Jeez. And he was he was great for crowd control. We could go in, and all I had to do is say, "I'm going to let him chew till he gets tired." And everybody's like, "We're cool." And for them not to have any kind of tools, I, you know, not even pepper spray and stuff, to me is just off the charts insanity. That whole bunch has lost their collective minds. Well, yeah, that's the it's the overreaction swing, and we mentioned the city of Seattle. Seattle was already down 200 officers, and uh, there's a very real possibility that they're going to end up firing a couple hundred more, maybe up to 400 more. Um, you know, in the state of Washington, the governor just fired 125 people who work for the state patrol, and I think 75 of them were police off or were actual troopers. So uh, insanity at its finest. You bet. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thanks for the call there, Roger. Thanks for hanging on. Do appreciate it, sir. Um, hold on. What is this? Yes, Scott. What can I do for you? Hey, good morning. You guys were talking about uh, that, that grocery store. Uh, Trader Joe's. Yes. Trader Joe's. Yeah. And then uh, Boston Paul uh, sent you an email talking about the uh, hot looking chicks in there in the yoga pants. And then right. two seconds later, Ross said something about how Boston Paul is famous, famous for taking down Woody Bulger. About Whitey, the, wow, Whitey, Whitey Bulger. Oh, I thought, I thought it was a, a Woody. Yeah. I was thinking about them girls and Woody. and. Okay, okay, okay. <sighs> now I've got to see if that's like an actor's name. It has Stop to be it. an actor's name. You need a, I've no, got to no. Google it. Hold on. Actually, hold on. All right, hold on, Keith. We're going to come to you momentarily. Uh, Ross has to Google this. We have to immediately know if Woody Bulger is an adult film actor. He's checking. He's checking. I don't know. Maybe he's not. 
Is that computer giving you any guff today? Doesn't look like it. Okay. And. Oh, no matches. I don't believe it. Maybe somebody needs a new, maybe somebody gets fired from, uh, you know. Hold on. It might might be the the safe search on the company computer. Let me try my phone. Okay. All right. This is very important. This is full. His phone is full of filth, so they will have no problem providing this information if, in fact, it does exist. And it's very important, as, uh, as Ross just pointed out. So, Woody Bulger. Wow, it doesn't exist. There's, that sounds like an opportunity that for is. somebody. Someone should yeah. take that and run with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Look, we re- we have, we'll release you. It's yours. Is the URL available? Just saying, then we could sell it to whoever gets famous. Uh, Keith, what's up? Hey, Ian. I just wanted to say, uh, on a lighter note, uh, I was at the state fair uh, yesterday with a friend of mine, Mike, and we mm-hmm. picked up some chickens, and one of them, I swear, cackled whiskey. So whiskey's alive and well, but it's now a chicken. You know, I ordered those calls because I wanted to give Keith the maximum amount of time to tell what is on my call screener listed as a very interesting State Fair chicken story. Because I have to rely, because obviously I don't necessarily know what it is you want to talk about, so I have to be able to believe what Ross writes on my call screener when I then take that call and put it on the air. So there are trust issues there, much in the same way that when Ross goes to his pantry and sees what he thinks are delicious chocolate chip cookies that are now, in fact, Trader Joe's soy vegan chocolate chip cookies, there's a trust factor there. You understand the comparison here? I am completely lost. I don't even know what he's talking about. By the way, uh, because I know you all think it's very funny with the uh, whole dog the bounty hunter joke, did you see this? Former FBI officials believe that Dog the Bounty Hunter's search for Brian Landry could be sabotaging the search by federal authorities. Quote, he sounds like he's going out there trying to dig around for information that could at times sabotage what law enforcement is doing, said Matthew Young, a 20-year FBI special agent. Often it's not helpful law enforcement techniques and operations. Chapman, a former reality TV star who is reportedly attempting to shop a new program, has publicly admitted, quote, I need the attention when discussing how he craves the spotlight. I find it very interesting that this thing is a whole hit piece on, um, on dog a little. Chapman, uh, and because those quotes are, uh, came out of the New York Post. As far as dog, he's more of a publicity person than an actual bounty hunter. Does anybody really think that Dog the Bounty Hunter is, is an actual 100% the best bounty hunter? Or is he just one of the more entertaining bounty hunters? Last week, Chapman said he absolutely believes Landry's sister, Cassie, knows where her brother is after TMZ shared footage of the bounty hunter and his wife, Francie, knocking at the door of Cassie's home in Lakewood Ranch. Yesterday, they, some dude on a bicycle was reportedly Brian Landry, and police had to go get him. Uh, One Direction, that was Harry Styles' name. Why do you know that person who emailed me? That was a test. 
Ray Stajic, he has no idea who One Direction is, and he likes it. Oh, you probably do, because you got a teenage daughter, don't you? Or yeah, What's that? College. Like, who? Yeah. yeah, One Direction, Harry Styles. Uh, yeah, you know, that was a few years back. That's old news, Harry Styles. No, Harry, did you not see this? So no, I Harry, Harry Styles is now cast to be uh, Thanos' brother in Marvel Cinematic Universe. Whose brother? Thanos. Well, you know, I don't know who that is either. You know, <laughs> Thanos, the big dude who's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill half of everything. I'm going to disappear it by snapping my fingers. Thanos, the bad dude. Nah, I'm not really a Marvel host. fan. Just do the weather. <laughs> I, I took all your thunder away, right? I was going to tell you another fun story if you got a moment, but yeah. no. Now yeah, I'm go just, ahead. I got, no, I'll, uh, so, next so, hour? Yes, so, so anyway, so Ross's wife went to the grocery store, and she bought imitation soy vegan chocolate chip cookies, put them in the pantry to uh, trick him. So, uh, Believe it or not, he was able to tell. So, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah they yeah. try to get me. My sister tries to get me when I go home with uh, the gluten-free. And you know uh, what? Some of the gluten-free stuff's pretty good. Well, we got you know we got a fair going on. We got the fair going on, and some some person wrote an article, and they're like, "So here's the best boost if you're vegan and you don't want anything <laughs> fried." And I'm like, "Why are you going to the fair then?" Right, right. I this mean, that's not, the fair's not really made for that. It's like going to Chuck E. Cheese and going, "What's with all these kids? What's going on here?" <laughs> exactly. Now, the fair's made for guys like you and I. Yeah, that's what the fair's made Absolutely. for exactly. Yeah, no, and, and the weather's going to be cardiologist. Crazy. It's made for cardiologists. Yeah, that, yeah, that too. Got to check up tomorrow just to see how it's going. So, okay, anyway, <laughs> yeah, lots of sunshine. If uh, the fair's your uh, the fair's your pleasure, the next couple of days, upper seventies, maybe even eighty degrees. So we're quickly back above normal. Weak little front comes through, tries to give us a couple of sprinkles of rain or showers in the first half of Friday. We're only backing down to the low to mid seventies. Looks like a beauty of a weekend. Plenty of sunshine around, low to mid-70s for highs, overnight lows in the 40s, and maybe some showers early next week. So all in all, until next week, I don't think we get too much in the way of rain. And temperatures stay comfortable. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, and we'll talk in an hour, sir. Yes, sir. All right. There you go, Ray Staging from the Weather Channel. Uh, coming up, apparently somebody had a very bad boating mishap in Australia. I mean, a big one. I'll explain next. Hang on. The dream was to build your very own law practice, be your own boss, call all the shots. But have things like billing, HR, timekeeping, and all the other management stuff turned your dream into a nightmare? Take charge of your practice with Lexicon. We're the intersection of practice management software and legal support services for your firm. You'll get more billable and livable hours back. Lexicon marks the spot for all your practice management needs. Visit lexiconservices.com intersection to get the whole story or schedule a demo. of news twice an hour and smart talk all day 94.5 wpti in the triad and 1061 fm talk in the triangle all right uh welcome back kco day radio program 751 i am really confused as to what's going on here uh all right um, so Pornhub has released a list of state-by-state, uh, state, the most common search terms. Anybody want to start the guessing game here? Um, 
What do you think? Uh, what do you think? Uh, North Carolina's most searched Pornhub term uh, is Woody Bulger. No, it's not. It's been searched twice, though. <laughs> well, actually, maybe more. Maybe some other people were trying to get ahead of you on the search. <laughs> uh, it's stepsister. All right. Uh, most states either fall they fall into either uh, lesbian uh, or milf or teen. <laughs> I just looked at Michigan. What do you think Michigan's is? You know these are all garbage, by the way. They, these whole things because they never really reveal how they got there. They just—I'm sure that they look at like a, a list and then they pick a, pick a one that's interesting. What do you think Michigan's most common search term on Pornhub is? Racist. Oh, I no, I've seen this one, I, and there's one that's Kevin James, right? Yes, yeah. Kevin no, James. There's is, a guy that came out and said that, like, hey, he created this uh, this fake one that goes uh, viral, okay. and he thinks it's the best because he keeps seeing it go around. It, it makes the rounds every few months, and he posted like his original post, and he said, "I made this up." Like, like a okay, few years thank ago. You. Yeah, and there's oh. the one that's like droopy. What yeah, is, I can't read that. Yeah, one. you can't say the last word. Droopy blank. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Colorado. Okay, well, that's good because Oklahoma <laughs> was Goth Hospital. <laughs> Because <laughs> I also saw it made me laugh. <laughs> God, that's great, man. Yeah. I mean, even when they put them out, they're a bunch of BS. The Kevin, you know, when they actually do them? The Kevin James is so funny, though. Oh, yeah, Tennessee. What's going on, Tennessee? What are you up to, man? <laughs> Florida's boats. That just makes sense. Uh, you know what a guy should do? He should uh, he should do a whole uh, a porn theme around boats where he's a captain or something, right? You think that would fly? I don't know if that would catch on. I don't know, man. Just saying. You'd have to have a good name like Captain Woody Bulger or something. Or maybe something shorter than that. I don't know. I'll let somebody else figure it out. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, every now and then, Twitter doesn't just suck your soul, man. It's great. All right. 888-934-7874. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You want a Waffle House story? We got time for the Yeah, we do. It was a frightening moment for a customer after he said a waitress at a Waffle House pointed a gun at his head and said, quote, I will blow your brains out over a dispute over food. Candy Franklin said an argument with a waitress over food sizzled out of control. Why does everyone have to think they're clever writing this stuff? Sizzled out of control. Quote, it all happened over cheese eggs. At first, they didn't bring them to me. Then they brought me normal eggs, and I said that I ordered eggs with cheese. I tipped her in everything. It was a normal dispute over food. I never thought it would come to gun violence. Franklin said it happened at the Marietta Street. This is in Atlanta. Quote, I was looking down at my food, making sure it was right. That's when I just saw people running. I look up, and she had pulled a gun out and was pointing it at me. 
I didn't think she would shoot. Then she cocked it back. So I was like, maybe she's about to do something. Now it's time for me to turn into Rambo and get out of here. What are you talking about? You, I'm going to turn into Rambo and then run? I don't know if you understood how Rambo works. Can you think of Rambo even was told he was supposed to go in, take pictures, and run, and he didn't run. Don't quote anything about Rambo if you know nothing about Rambo. The hell is wrong with people? What is this? Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Don't get fired. People are sending me Woody Bulger search results. I don't need to see that. All right, hold on. Back to our crazy Waffle House story. And now this, I can't even function because Ross is screening a call from from somebody right now, and I just know it's going to be a stupid cat joke. Atlanta police confirmed they're investigating the incident. I was fearing for my life because I've been shot before, and I just lost a brother to gun violence. All of that was going through my mind. A representative from Waffle House said they've received a customer complaint and launched an investigation. Franklin says, no more Waffle House for me. As tensions boiled, Franklin is glad things weren't worst. That's a horrible typo. Franklin said, quote, they must have some good eggs and cheese in there. It's never that serious. This is from, this thing reads like a parody article, but it's from the Atlanta uh, Fox affiliate. I don't know what's up with that. Did you hear the quotes from this person? I know you were screening a call trying to get a cat joke worked out, but tell me what's wrong with this uh, statement there, Ross. Candy Franklin, uh, in, in the statement, said, I looked up and the waitress was pointing a gun at me. I didn't think she'd shoot. Then she cocked it back, and I was like, maybe she's going to do something. Now it's time for me to turn into Rambo and get the hell out of there. When does Rambo run? And by the way, can I say this? Cheese eggs are gross. Can we at least agree on this? The cheese eggs are gross. Disagree on the cheese eggs, but yeah, Rambo would definitely... I, I, I don't think running away is his thing. That's not Rambo's thing. Now, she'd have pulled out a bow and arrow with an exploding broadhead. That would be, <laughs> quote, I'm turning into Rambo. Plus, that would be amazing that you're able to conceal that. All right, hang on. We'll be back. Good morning. It is 8.07, hour number three, here on your KCO Day radio program. Glad to have you along. Reading a rather interesting piece here from the John Locke Society, or Foundation. Excuse me, that is their technical name. Uh, I guess if you don't know, uh, they're a North Carolina-based think tank here, so... They're they're pretty wonky, but um, this story about... Uh, redistricting uh, hearings and what's going on, I want to share with you. So uh, we'll do that coming up here in just a few minutes. 
Uh, first this, because I promised it, in Australia, uh, and we've covered, we, <laughs> we've been covering this for a while, uh, they're, I guess they've decided, hey, remember when we originally were a police state and a, and a prison state or a, a, a prison colony? Yeah, we're going to go back there uh, during all of this COVID insanity. Well, one of the things that police are doing is running what is known as a reconfirmation list. <clears throat> Gun control advocates really, really, really like pointing to Australia as, um, you know, how, after a mass shooting, the, the reactionary way in which Australia did what they did. In, in most cases, too, in, on both sides of the argument, people are very misinformed as to... Uh, you know, they say, well, they got rid of all the guns in Australia. No, they didn't. They they actually didn't. They did create a, uh, a list there, though, which, um, and, and they took a bunch of them, uh, and they had voluntary turn-in and then not-so-voluntary turn-in, and it's pretty well known that they really didn't get a, they didn't get all of them. And, and actually, when you look at, um, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into the whole side of that. When you look at violent crime, specifically murder, um, it didn't really change that much going forward. Because people, if people are going to kill people, they're going to kill them. And I don't, I don't know if they're doing it with boomerangs or what, but ultimately, as you go down the list, um, it didn't necessarily have the impact that people think it would have, if, especially if they were to try it here, which would be largely unsuccessful because of the fact that Australia is a much smaller place. I think they, they have less people than the entire state of California or the entire country has less people in the state of California, and it's not even close. I think it's like 25 million to 35 million or whatever California is. But um, that's neither here nor there. So while they're essentially uh, stomping all over uh, basic human rights over there in Australia, they decided they would do a reconfirmation list. So this allows police to go and reconfirm that currently owned firearms, which are on a national registry, are in fact still owned by the people who own them. We're well, not going to believe this, but over 100,000 guns just in Victoria, Australia, uh, who uh, re released the results of theirs, uh, apparently got lost. Tragic boating accident, I don't know. Uh, 101,821 guns that uh, public officials in Australia have no idea where they are as a result of running this reconfirmation list. Um. One, I think that the timing of doing this is very interesting because people are losing their damn minds down there with everything the public officials are putting Australians through. Two, what happened to the 101,000 guns? Right? They don't know. They can speculate, and people are like uh, telling them they were lost or they were stolen or you know, all the stuff that they would expect. But if you're a public official, I don't, how, do you, how do you propose to get to the bottom of it? especially when you have people essentially locked up in their homes. You thought it was so important that you had to send people to the homes of people who were supposed to stay in their homes to stay away from other people because COVID. It's absurd, man. Absolutely absurd. All right, so um, despite the high number of guns with unknown whereabouts in Victoria, um, officials also say the poor administration may have led to thousands of duplications on record. So, well, that explains some of them, but it doesn't explain a lot of them. Dude, if I was an Australian and I still had guns from back before the purge, there is not a chance you would know about those. Those things would be hid well. 
There's lots of places to hide it because Australia is basically a big, flat, open continent with not very many people on it. They should check the pouch of every kangaroo for those guns. See what I mean? That's right there. What a great place to hide. Uh, hand, probably handguns. You could Now, if you have rifles, either you want to put them in a crocodile right. or, all right, you ready? Or you get a great white shark and then you, you get some duct tape and you wrap it around the great, just a bunch of rifles. You can get a bunch on there and then you just let it swim around out there. And since you can track the sharks, you always know where your guns are. Right, and they'll so. be protected as well, right? It's perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like the drug dealers with the pot farm with the bears on the chain. Yes. Yeah. Like giant spider lair. Put it in there. You see I'm the, assuming there's lots of those. The Aussie and, spiders are like ginormous. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Um, or, or, or um, you know, they got a lot of snakes. And snakes, have you seen a snake that can swallow something that's much bigger than it? So you, how, many, how many ARs do you think you get in one of those big Australian snakes? Oh, like all of them. Probably all the all the ARs. In fact, all one hundred and one thousand guns may be in like five snakes. We don't even know. So, yeah, I don't think it's a coincidence. This is the largest deviation of any reconfirmation list in the history of Victoria. So, I, I don't find it a coincidence that they decide to go and check the list, and then they find the largest deviation at the same time when people are fed up with all the crap they're pulling, man. So. To, uh, take that for what it's worth. Uh, 888-934-7874. All right, let me get to this. Do, 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 do. Why are salespeople emailing me? I'm on the air. All right. Uh, and we've talked about this, the fact that Eric Holder, essentially, when he left, he... He didn't. He didn't leave politics by any uh, by any stretch of the imagination. And in fact, um, he has um, what is known as the National Democratic Redistricting Committee. And you want to talk about the poison pilling that's going on here? And it's it's actually quite brilliant. Eric Holder is a devious dude, and uh, arguably uh, a criminally devious. When you go back to some of the things that were happening during the Obama administration and Fast and Furious and all of that, but um, he understands how to play the game. And the game on redistricting is already a stance on the part of Democrats that regardless of what map emerges from any Republican uh, legislature, the lawsuits are just waiting in the wings. Well, now you gotta, now you got to get the content for your lawsuit. And so in this uh, John Locke piece, they're talking about All on the Line, which is a program that is being run by the National Democratic Redistricting Committee. And there's, there's certain complexities to this, but North Carolina is a very fertile ground for this because they are holding the redistricting process hearings right now where people can come and give their public comment. And so when people come and give public comment, this grassroots program from Eric Holder is essentially peppering the comments. And they're doing so by including uh, training on how to organize and speak so they can participate for people who want to volunteer for this and the specific language that they should use during the public hearings. And the, some of their partner organizations include the League of Women Voters, which if you ever thought that that was a bipartisan thing, just think again, they're not. The NAACP and other smaller progressive organizations. And the way it works like this, uh, the state director, her name is Leka Shupek. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her first name correct. Um, but she's openly tweeting about it, um, talking about how public comments go into the public record. It could be impactful during future litigation. 
uh, we don't have any evidence that process comments are influ- influential. Uh, conceding preemptively is not a strategy I want to promote to. And basically, she's she's pointing out that what you say matters, and then from there, people who are going to go in and comment can be coached on what to say. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And the reason that they want them coached on what to say is because there are those comments are public comment and part of the official record. So then when the litigation process moves forward, they can use the comments like, hey, this is just some woman off the street, or this is some guy from down the block, and here's, here's his or her concerns. And, and so this is why you have to you judge, you have to agree with us. They're, they're essentially writing the script by sandbagging the comment portion of this. It's really devious. And to the point made by uh, State Senator Ralph Heiss, uh, uh, scripting public comments simply for evidence in future litigation goes against the very intent of these meetings. And Heiss is the one who, who coined, who used the term sandbagging in the public, uh, public comment process. Moreover, Shupek's comments confirm that the Holder's organization had already determined that they would challenge North Carolina's maps. They're not even drawn yet. This is the sue to your blue mentality. And I bet they have already figured out what judges they want. And keep in mind that we are, we're already in this place where municipal elections were just arbitrarily pushed back because of the late census data. And so you have local politicians that are literally in office now, or soon will be in office, when they feasibly aren't even within the cycle you elected them to. So keep all of that in mind and understand what's going on behind the scenes. This is the stuff most people don't care about, they don't think about. There's a certain complexity to it. But a whole brigade of activists are already trying to tilt this lawsuit over maps they've never seen. 817, hang on. FM Talk and 94.5 WPTI, two stations driving the best in talk. This is Casey O'Day and Carolina's Morning News. All right, welcome back here at uh, 822 Casey O'Day radio program. Uh, More information coming out on that SUV where five teenagers were inside of it that crashed on Capitol Boulevard Sunday, killed all five teens. They were not buckled in. They were doing... Uh, what police estimate was probably about 80 miles an hour. Um, according to a police report, the vehicle had actually been stolen about a month before. One month before. Um, inside the vehicle, let's see, a 13, a two 14-year-olds and two 17-year-olds. And look, um, you know, it's, and I, I, have, I have some police officers who send me info from time to time, and let's just say some of the items that were found inside of that vehicle, according to my sources, um, 
let's just say, are, are, are things that could be used in the commission of other crimes, perhaps. And so I'm sure police are trying to piece you know, everything together and what was going on. Now, with that being said, you know, you're 13, you're 14, you're 17, you're making bad decisions. Some of these sound like they were supremely bad decisions, so I don't celebrate any of this, but um, I don't know. And I, I, I feel for the parents that were interviewing some of the parents, and um, I saw some of the comments. You know, one of the things that I, is kind of a, a guiding line for me on the show is um, I know that relatives, especially when you have a situation, even if it involves where somebody put themselves either in an illegal situation or a very dumb one, that um, that part of it really doesn't matter to the family members. So, like, you know, I understand why TV news interviews sound like this. I still got questions. I don't know why. Um, I mean, all I know is they post had went to a party. I'm not sure how he ended up in the car with the other boys. I'm not, I, I mean, I don't know none of the answers. Yeah, and that's the mother, well, it's the 13-year-old, I believe. And, um, yeah. Yeah, and you know what? I, I'm, we didn't drive around in stolen vehicles and, and potentially do other um, crimes, which may or may not have been armed robbery, um, if, if, in fact, they're able to connect that back. Uh, which I think is a suspicion of at least one of the officers I spoke with. Um, we didn't do that insanely stupid stuff. We did a lot of stuff where, uh, just as tragically, we were speeding. Uh, we were driving recklessly. We were doing stuff that we shouldn't do. We were trying to determine. I remember one time we were trying, in the middle of the night in Wyoming, we were trying to determine what exact speed my buddy's Pontiac Grand Am governed at. Uh, and I believe it was 113. Maybe it was lower than that. I can't remember. But, um, yeah, yeah, that's dumb, man. That's, that's really stupid stuff. So uh, we'll update you more on that story as uh, more information becomes available. I want to head up to Virginia, though, uh, where the, the election is, you know, just a couple weeks away up there. They do off-year elections, the big governor's race. Uh, former uh, uh, Clinton lackey Terry McAuliffe, the Democratic nominee. And um, so... So McAuliffe and, hold on, let me get the story up here. So McAuliffe uh, uh, and Glenn Youngkin, are, uh, he's the Republican nominee, were invited to sit down with the ABC News affiliate, uh, Channel 7 up there in uh, D.C. They were promised 20 minutes each, and uh, they would be asked, uh, you know, obviously the questions that the uh, reporter was asking. Well, it didn't work out. Not for Terry McAuliffe, who uh, has demonstrated uh, temper issues in the past, is a guy who was like, no, parents need to shut up and just let the school districts essentially do whatever they want with their kids. And um, he, uh, he stormed out. Here's the news anchor explaining what happened. So if you watch those entire interviews on our website, we do want to point out that the Terry McAuliffe interview is shorter than our interview with Glenn Youngkin. That was not by our doing. Nick offered both candidates 20 minutes exactly to be fair for the interviews. McAuliffe abruptly ended 7 News' interview after just 10 minutes and told Nick that he should have asked better questions and that Nick should have asked questions 7 News viewers care about. That's what he said. Okay, all right. And here's what it sounded like. And it's a little confusing in this audio clip because what you're hearing is you're hearing, when they say they're done, you're hearing the reporter, in my opinion, being too nice about it. Uh, McAuliffe listening, and the person speaking is obviously a Terry McAuliffe's handler. 
or handlers who are who are calling quits on this thing. He says election integrity is the number one issue. No, it isn't. Healthcare, COVID, education, job. And finally, okay. all right, we're over. That's okay. it. That's Thank it. You. Hey, I gave you extra time. Come on, man. You should have asked better questions early on. You should ask questions your viewers care about. Well, we did. <laughs> well, we did. Yeah, yeah. The the problem was they weren't the questions that necessarily Terry McAuliffe wanted to hear. And if you agree to do a twenty minute interview. And you know that your opponent got a 20-minute interview. If you walk out even at 19 minutes, it's going to turn into a story, which is, which lets you know how badly the interview obviously was going for McAuliffe that his people would pull the ripcord on it. And um, I didn't watch the whole, whole interview, but I watched the minutes leading up to it. And the first set of questions were uh, about comments that parents shouldn't tell teachers what to teach. And then he was being asked about Biden administration cracking down on parrots uh, at, at school board meetings. And you know why? Because there is yet another update to the insanity in Loudoun County and their school district. We'll get to that coming up here on the KCO Day radio program. Your day smarter and celebrating 10 years of keeping you better informed. 1061 FM Talk and News Talk 94.5 WPTI. More with KC starts now. Well, this is going to be very interesting to watch play out. So uh, Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York, uh, just sat down on uh, one of the local uh, TV stations there in New York and announced a vaccine mandate for all New York City workers. And they have to have at least one shot of the vaccine, one dose, if they're going to do the double dose uh, versions by October 29th. So not even 10 days from now. All city workers, excluding uniformed corrections officers, um, require to have at least one dose by 5 p.m. Now the reason there, unlike in California where uh, the corrections workers union in California um, essentially gave a bucket of money to Gavin Newsom. Um, here, they say it's because they're having staffing issues at Rikers, which I believe is true. That, that situation gets worse and worse. But I point this out because one of the stats that was very interesting is that in the, when, they, when they required the vaccine uh, passport for going in and you know being able to actually participate in society there, it was pointed out that in the city of New York, if you just take one slice of the population, that is black, uh, uh, the, the black population of New York City, the vaccination rate uh, was, only, it was under 30%, and that was a few weeks ago. So you're telling me that you're going to run what is going to disproportionately affect uh, uh, workers of color in New York? How is the NAACP and others not screaming their brains out about this? I mean, I know the answer, right? You got to, because this is politics over what you actually purport to be about. But, you know, there are a few things that where uh, there is pushback. In-N-Out Burger had one of their San Francisco locations closed. It's now reopened, uh, but not for indoor dining. After public health officials in San Francisco uh, heard that they were not enforcing the vaccine thing. Now, they had posted all of the information, everything they were supposed to at the door, but if people were coming in, they were taking them at their word that they met those requirements. The comment from uh, the uh, 
the corporate team at in and out is we are not the vaccine police. We're not going to be. So there's that. Southwest Airlines just announced that their vaccine mandate is off. We'll see if they then reverse course again. So, yeah, there's stuff going on out there, but up in New York, man, they're going full bore into this thing. All right. And then I saw one one other thing that actually greatly annoyed me, but I'll get to that in a moment because I wanted to update you on this uh, this Loudon issue. So, again, just to uh, recap everything, Uh, The Loudoun County School Board meetings were kind of a a touchstone, if you will, for parents who were uh, uh, pushing back on issues like critical race theory or some of the the very uh, pornographic books uh, that are, in the opinion of some people, uh, pornographic and have no business in school libraries. And and I I think the reason that there was national reporting on this, uh, one, is because it's obviously the Washington, D.C. area, the suburbs, but... More specifically, it was the attitude of the board. The board could not have been more dismissive and just downright nasty to the parents. And so even people who weren't even in the school district are sitting there watching this going, you know what, screw these people. Well, at one of the meetings, there was a guy who showed up, and he showed up after a statement was made that um, there had been no sexual assaults in the district that he was aware of. This is a statement made by the superintendent. And a father who's ninth grade daughter was in a girl's bathroom and said that a boy uh, who says that they are gender fluid was was dressed as a girl at that on that day came in and sexually assaulted her and I don't mean just little stuff if you if you actually look at the charges that are pending against this other student there is forced sodomy there is there is a, a cornucopia of sexual offenses well, that incensed this father. So he showed up at the meeting, and they started telling him, you can't talk about this other stuff. You need to talk about what's on the agenda. And he's just like, are you kidding me? My ninth-grade daughter was raped. My, my daughter was raped. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And you're saying that this isn't an issue. Plus, people within the district knew that it was an issue more above and beyond that because there had been a situation at another high school in this district where... Um, a boy was taken into a locker room, and other boys were shoving things inside of him. And that was a big deal. And so the fact that all these uh, uh, the numbers were showing zeros on the mandatory reporting, this is what this guy was upset about. Well, they told him to shut up. They shut his mic off. He wouldn't stand down from the podium, and he ended up getting uh, tackled by police. His face was all busted up, and there's video and pictures of him being essentially frog-marched out of this meeting by law enforcement officers. And that very instance was one of the examples that was then utilized by the school boards association when they sent that letter to the Justice Department saying that parents at school board meetings are out of control and they're domestic terrorists and you need to do something. So now that we're all caught up, here's another little wrinkle. 
Dispatch records of the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office suggest that school administrators and school resource officers did not act urgently, did not even attempt to involve uh, any police specialist for the reported rape of this man's daughter back on May 28th. And I might add that the student who was purported to have raped her when was taken to another school and then on October 6th was arrested again for another alleged sexual assault. Craziness, right? So here's how it played out. I'm not going to read the whole article verbatim, but basically it works like this. Around 1.30 in the afternoon, a school resource officer who is, I believe, a sworn sheriff's deputy, yes, a sworn sheriff's deputy, however, is not an investigative specialist and is not a rape uh, 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 special victims unit style specialist, right, um, was, was informed uh, by an assistant principal that a student had just made allegations that another student had raped her in one of the bathrooms. At which point, it seems like a little conference took place, right? And uh, during that time, obviously, this girl contacted her father, who, as any father would, went rushing to the school. When the father showed up, they had not contacted additional law enforcement. They were still trying to figure out what they were going to do. This is, over, this is well over an hour after this is purported to have taken place. So the, the uh, father shows up, uh, as you can imagine. He's like, what the hell's going on? Why are there not other police officers here? Why is, uh, we got to get my daughter. Obviously, we need to get a rape kit. We need to do all of this stuff. And, and the officer, the, the school resource officer, is apparently not calling for backup. Perhaps at the behest of school officials, it's unclear. That's what they should be investigating. Well, then they call, they call for police. Not for the rape. They call police to respond to an agitated parent who's causing a scene in the office. It's the father of the daughter. They do that at 221. Then at 228 and 230, respectively, two other calls are placed, one requesting a supervisor, the other requesting a, a quote, another unit. When Scott showed up, he was screaming, why aren't the police here? Why isn't an ambulance here? It was only the SRO, said family spokeswoman Alicia Brand. Given that these calls came in a nine-minute window, well after off, uh, off, or school officials rather first learned of the rape, it seems likely that the impetus for all three was the upset parent, meaning he prodded them into making the other two calls, but not before they made the upset parent call first. Eventually, around 4.45 in the afternoon, uh, Principal Tim Flynn sends a message to parents of the school saying, quote, something unusual has happened here, but the rest of the students are not in peril, which I would argue that that obviously is not true, considering that the very same person, this ninth grade girl says raped her in a women's bathroom, was then sent to another school and may have raped another student. Obviously, charges are pending. So, yeah, there's a whole lot of bad going on here uh, in this story, and it just gets worse and worse. All right, Ray Stajic from the Weather Channel is here, man. Sorry you have to follow that horrible story, but that's, uh, that's a dumpster fire up there in Virginia, man. All right, let's, let's get yeah. into the uh, weather because that at least is the yeah. good news here. So uh, what's going on? Yeah. 
Um, plenty of sunshine. Um, not really too many big changes in terms of precipitation. Might have a little on Friday. Uh, that's a cold front coming in, but don't get too scared, at least with this front. Even though as we get into fall, each of these fronts will mean a little bit more in terms of colder. Now, this one just kind of takes temperatures down a little bit, and that's because we're going to be so warm today and tomorrow. With lots of sunshine, upper 70s to near 80, overnight lows in the mid and upper 40s. And as we look into Friday, that front will come in. There might be a few showers in the first part of the day. Still may get in the mid and upper 70s. But the weekend does look pretty nice with sunshine back behind the front, back into the low to mid 70s. And it doesn't look like we are going to see any rainfall over the coming weekend. Chance of showers will start coming in early next week. Early next week, and as we get in through the weekend into Halloween, uh, maybe a few more things that uh, might be a little bit more exciting to talk about. At least, Casey, from a meteorologist perspective, I mean, I know everybody's excited about the real nice weather, but uh, toward the end of the month, looks like it may get a little bit more unsettled. All right. We'll uh, talk about it then, but uh, have a good rest of your day, yeah. sir. See you tomorrow. All right. There you go. Ray Stajic from the uh, Weather Channel. All right. Coming up, I've been saving this one. Obviously, we'll talk with Jeff Ballinger. My favorite Twitter meltdown of yesterday, and it's a good one because it's going to impact a bunch of stuff. We'll get into that next. Hang on. Celebrating 10 years of keeping you connected. This is 94.5 WPTI in the Triad and 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle. Brought to you by Containers for Less. That's Containers, the number four less.com. Jeff Ballinger, what's going on? Well, good morning, Casey. Stocks have posted gains yesterday. Futures haven't been doing much uh, so far this morning. The NASDAQ futures are up 15 points. S&P futures are unchanged at the moment, and the Dow futures are down 20 points. Home loan demand declined last week. Mortgage bankers report the total application volume was down 6 and a third percent. Officials from the 12 Federal Reserve Banks have sent in reports on economic conditions in their districts. Those reports have been compiled for a new beige book that comes out this afternoon. Netflix reported its best quarterly subscriber growth of the year. The top Wall Street estimates, nearly 4.4 million households signed up for the streaming service in the third quarter. Netflix thinks it can add another 8.5 million in the current quarter. Squid Game has proven to be a huge hit for the company. United Airlines posted a smaller than expected loss for the third quarter. Banks are continuing to raise their overdraft fees. People hate them, of course. Bank rates says customers who overdrew their checking accounts last year were charged an average of $33.58. That was just 11 cents more than in 2019, but it was still a record. Bank rates suggest that consumers set up links so that money is taken from their savings accounts to automatically cover shortfalls so they avoid fees in the case of an accidental overdraft. And Casey, will the social network get a new name? The Verge reports Facebook is planning to rebrand itself. The website says CEO Mark Zuckerberg will discuss a name change during the company's Connect conference. It'll be held next week. The new name has not been leaked, but the report says it will focus on the metaverse, whatever that means, Casey. Is the beige book actually beige? Yeah, that's that's why it gets its name. Apparently, the it's published in a in a, in a coverlet that that is beige. Oh, okay. All right. I just very, figured very I would exciting. check check the uh, accuracy of the name there. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay. Have a great day. Yeah. There you go. Jeff Bellinger from Bloomberg News. So they're going to rename Facebook. Do you think that's the problem with Facebook? The name? 
Okay. So heading to other social media, this was my favorite freakout yesterday on Twitter. Oh, man. Oh, this is the best. Very excited. You know who Margaret Atwood is? Margaret Atwood is the author of The Handmaid Tales. Uh, and um, obviously her book has inspired more than enough political activism. I told you uh, one of those radio rows I was doing up in D.C. where the... Um, the, they had a, like a bunch of protesters were dressed, and essentially, it's been uh, the 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 world that exists within that book is what Republicans secretly want, and uh, it's just the best. All right, so this 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 happened. So yesterday, Margaret Atwood sent a tweet out. She said she she's reading a she's uh, she's got an article here from uh, the Toronto Star. And they're basically talking about how they're, the whole thing about you don't say women or pregnant women, you say birthing person, right? And how you, you, need to, you need to do this to be woke. And Margaret Atwood tweeted a link to the article and said, why can't we say women anymore? How do you think, the, how do you think that that landed on Twitter with all the activists that follow her account because they are so inspired that they imitate her characters when protesting their political opponents? The answer is not well. And my favorite is the large quantity of men telling Margaret she can't say that. You know, being a woman and all. <laughs> How conflicted is that? That's like all these people having to burn their Harry Potter novels. You know what I'm saying? When, uh, when there was the uh, decision by um, uh, the author there to weigh in on the transgender women in sports issue. Oh, man. So now, how conflicted must they be? All right, Jake, what's up? Hey, good morning. Um, the officer that didn't call for additional units or paramedics after a rape was, uh, was committed within yeah. an hour, Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that cop should probably be fired for dereliction of duty, uh, just like the cop in Parkland when uh, he didn't enter the building. Dereliction of duty. He didn't, didn't do his job. Yeah, I'd, I, yeah, I don't know, and I'd like to have an accurate understanding of the officer's mindset and, and specifically what direction the officer may have received from command. You know, that one of the yeah, things... Yeah, school employees are going to bureaucrat, so... Well, they are, but also there are uh, SROs. Uh, I've seen instances where they have been told specifically, uh, uh, you know, you need to call for additional units less because it's that whole school-to-prison pipeline thing. So I don't know what the answer is, but I'm with you. I was reading Either that story way, he's today. still an officer of the law. That's correct, and that, that was my point there. I want to know the whole process, but it doesn't alleviate that decision because the dude took an oath, man. And, and if he's not a trained Indeed. rape investigator, then he needs to get one there. So, All right, Jake, appreciate the Indeed. call. Have a good yeah. one. Yeah, have yourself a good one there, too. Yeah, you got to. Dude. Just reading some more of these uh, Margaret Atwood things here. People are not happy. And it's all these big, like, blue check activists. This is an anti-trans dog whistle to say you're not allowed to say women. No, 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 no. If you read the article, Laura Kate Dale, um, in the article, it specifically is arguing that saying pregnant women is insensitive and you need to say birthing persons. I mean, I, I, I don't know what you want there. I truly recoiled when I saw this because I respect you so much as a writer. However, this is harmful. 
For one thing, if there is a headline, so that undercuts the author. For another, using inclusive language doesn't take away anyone or anything. I don't know. Maybe it takes away a little bit of the uniqueness that is being a person who has the ability to push another person out of your uterus. I can't do that. Ross, can you do that? Have you tried? I cannot. Able to? You cannot. Okay. All right. I, and I will, Kyle, we'll ask Kyle when he gets back tomorrow. But for now, we got to go. See ya. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.